And then another favor of Allah. When Musa السلام, asked, his, uh, asked Allah, istisqa, when it's uh, not mentioned who of, then it's like istighfar. When you say istighfara, it's implied istighfar Allah. Istighfar in Arabic literature is not used for anyone other than Allah. You don't, if you're seeking forgiveness of anyone other than Allah, other words are used. Istighfa is used for example. But istighfar is only used for Allah. Similarly, istisqa, literally, linguistically speaking, only refers to Allah. Asking Allah for water. Asking Allah for rain. So when Musa salam asked Allah for rain, for the sake of his nation, لِقَوْمِهِ فَقُلْ نَضْرِبْ بِعَصَاكَ الْحَجَرِ Then we said, meaning Allah said, strike, especially with your staff, strike the boulder. Now there's something special about the staff that Allah has given to Musa alayhi salam. This, this staff comes up over and over again in the story of Musa alayhi salam. It comes up in the conversation between Allah and Musa alayhi salam. أَتَوَكَّعُوا عَلَيْهَا it comes up, of course, as you know, in the case against uh, uh, Fir'aun. And now it's coming up again. And before this even, it came up in the, in the parting of the water. Anyhow, so Allah tells him to do this subtlety here. Allah said about the Bani Israel, He said, لِقَوْمِهِ He said to his nation. If you study the ayat of the Qur'an that have to do with Musa السلام, and Bani Israel, a time will come where he separates himself from them. He doesn't care about them anymore. Ana bari umminkum. I'm separating myself from, from you. I have nothing to do with you. But there are times in history where he's still worried about them. He hasn't given up on them yet. When he has not yet given up on them, we find the phrase liqawmihi. He said to his nation. Because he's still showing concern for them. That's why he's asking Allah for water. The shade has been taken care of. The proteins and carbohydrates, manna and salwa is done with. The only essential left is water. So he asks Allah Azza wa Jal for water. Now Allah says, فَانْفَجَرَتْ مِنْ هُثْنَةَ عَشْرَةَ عَيْنَ When you strike the staff, 12 springs will burst out. Now obviously 12 springs because there are 12 tribes. قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسٍ مَشْرَبَهُمْ Every group of people knew their place of drink. So, every, so there won't be any fights between them over who gets what water. And by the way, interestingly, even in our times, nations can go to war over where rivers flow and where water flows. So waterways are actually very strategic assets, even today in international relations, right? So Allah knew water can become a cause of serious conflict. So He made sure there are not going to be any conflicts. He gave them 12 springs. But a subtlety in the Qur'an, something very beautiful, which inshallah if we get a time in detail, tafsir will talk in more detail, but I'll give you some clue to it. In Surah Al-A'raf, this incident is mentioned again. But that time, Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't say, فَانْفَجَرَتْ He says, فَانْبَجَسَتْ A different word is used for the springs, gushing water. This time, فَانْفَجَرْ means to explode, to burst open. But imbijas, different word, imbajasat, it actually means to crack and leak out. Drip out water. In other words, one mentions water gushing out, and the other mentions water just coming out, but not that much. It's not as strong as the word infajarat. So the question is, how come Allah Azza wa mentions imbajasat in one place, and infajarat, the stronger gushing out, in the other place? Scholars have talked about this issue as well. You know, our ulama, may Allah bless them, they pay attention to every detail in the Qur'an. Everything's a treasure they don't want to overlook. So in commentary you find some pretty remarkable things. For instance, when Musa alayhi salam asked, in Fajarat. But in Surah Al-A'raf, Musa alayhi salam didn't ask. Bani Israel asked Musa alayhi salam. 
إذ أوحينا إلى موسى إذ استسقاه قومه when موسى عليه السلام his nation asked water from him specifically and now so since the nation is asking since the nation is asking less is mentioned and ulama comment about this that when the first time when the strike the staff was struck water was gushing out but they continuously sinned and the more they sinned the less the water became so the water got weaker and weaker and weaker over time but since in Baqarah Allah is mentioning His favors, His great favors upon them, the, the bigger favor is mentioned in, in Fajara. And then later on when their sins are being counted, in Bajasa, subhanAllah. Even that, you have this subtlety in uh, the remarkable language. So, فَانْفَجَرَتْ Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. فَانْفَجَرَتْ مِنْهُ اثْنَتَا عَشْرَةَ عَيْنَا قَدْ عَلِمَ كُلُّ أُنَاسِمْ مَشْرَبَهُمْ كُلُّ وَشْرَبُوا مِنْ رِزْقِ اللَّهِ Eat and consume, eat and drink. From the provision of Allah, meaning the provision Allah has given you. ولا تعثوا في الأرض مفسدين. عثا or عثيه Arabic. عثيه يعثا عثيان is the is the form, the infinitive form of this word. Actually means to be corrupt, and it's mentioned right after the hal mufsidin. Mufsidin is also commonly translated corrupt. So Allah says literally, it says, don't go causing corruption in the land. That's how most translators. Translate this part of the ayah. But corruption is mentioned twice, and it's something we should pay attention to. Athiyah in Arabic is not just any kind of corruption. It is a corruption of the mind based on false ideas. When, some, you know, propaganda, when it corrupts your thinking, and as a result of propaganda or insinuation, you do corrupt things, this is athiyah. You've become corrupt. You've been corrupted, in other words. So Allah tells them, don't become corrupted. You know why? Because in the absence of Musa alayhi salam, a lot of corruption was done in their minds. Right? So now in this ayah, Allah azza wa tells them, eat and consume from the good that Allah has provided you. And you know, then they, these ideas, they, they start thinking, man, we're stuck with the same menu every day. How can we get better food? I miss the food back in Egypt, you know. We used to have much better meals back then. And that's coming up later on too. It's a very powerful ayah that's coming up. So their minds were getting corrupt. Then to, to get, make life better, Musa alayhi salam goes and they start coming into the talk, you know, start getting impressed with the talks of Samiri and they start worshipping the calf. So this is corruption in their minds. But this is corruption that is lazim, their own corruption. But then Allah says, Mufsidin, not Fasidin. Fasid is someone who's corrupt. Mufsid, Muta'addi, is someone who causes corruption in others, makes other things corrupt. So Allah Azza wa Jal told them, you don't be corrupt and don't, as a result of your corruption, make, create more corruption outside, beyond, outside of yourselves. وَلَا تَعْثَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ This is the warning Allah gave them. And in this warning, there's a very powerful lesson about the nature of corruption. When you become corrupt, it doesn't stay by yourself. Its impact, its harms spread around you. And when somebody says, man, society is corrupt, the rulers are corrupt, the government is corrupt, these major corporations are corrupt, you know, and that, therefore it's okay for me to be a little corrupt too. No, then you're the cause of it. You have to change it in your life instead of blaming big things. You don't, you don't be corrupt yourself. And, the, and if you are, you're only reinforcing that corruption. You're part of that facade. So Allah says to them, وَلَا تَعْثَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ 